the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, really, you think I sound like El Pelka? I mean, vocal quality? Is it just the subject matter you're talking about? Or you're just talking about the, the vocal quality? Really? See, I get I get Charlie Sheen every once in a while. And I, I used to do a fairly good impersonation of Casey Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. My hair's on fire and I don't care. I'm Casey Kasem. Now it's time for your long-distance dedication. I mean, well, was that, was that all right? Um, we... He does that. He does a lot. Like he does it a Casey Case in impersonation. I didn't know that. Well, look. First off, my my voice is really scratchy. That because the weather this time of year, uh, in the area of Texas in which I'm broadcasting, folks, it it does something weird to my voice. And it's everything I can do just to keep it going. And doing three shows a day, it's <laughs> it's a bit of a strain. So I get I've got a raspiness to the voice as it is. But I've heard. Charlie Sheen before I've heard Casey Kasem before and those are the those are the ones most often and uh, the best impersonation I'm told I do is Clinton is Bill Clinton but um, I well, well see now my voice is really raspy right now I don't know if I can do it duh winning I just I don't know if I can <laughs> go there all right. Well, I've done it before on the program. I just, I, I don't want to, you, you know, you never know. I can get hit by a bus and my, and my last impersonation of Bill Clinton may not be up to snuff, you know? I, I, well, again, the weather, it's, look, it, the, you can only do with the instrument what the instrument will do. And um, sometimes the instrument is susceptible to uh, external forces. Uh well, maybe we'll get into Clinton a little bit later on. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. As the phone number. Look, uh, let's, let's start off at the beginning. The Washington Post original article that said that Trump spilled the beans. Now, I've, I've, I started off on the, on the Facebook Live and, and talking the first hour about the, the basket of biased press, and, and I stand by all of that. 
but a strong, coordinated response from Team Obama, or Team Trump, I should say, would be a, a good idea. But nobody's on the same page. To President Trump, time is now for the A-game. You get, you've got to look. And I'm not... People are saying, stop tweeting so much, stop tweeting so much. The reason why they're saying stop tweeting is because you're contradicting and you're creating problems for your own administration. If you would tweet with purpose, it's a marvelous, effective tool. But make sure, hey, I'm tweeting about this today. Make sure your folks know and understand and you talk about it. I know it's not going to feel as spontaneous, but make some notes. I like to tweet about this, tweet about this, tweet about this, run up the flagpole, make sure everybody gets a chance to weigh in so they know where you're going. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying make sure that everybody's on the same page. But you've got people inside the administration contradicting themselves left and right. Trump's contradicted McMaster a couple of times. Here he was taking questions about whether or not there was anything that was divulged in this meeting with the Russians. Uh, Try to dig into some details of this reporting on the president's conversations with the Russians. Are you denying that he revealed information that was given to the U.S. by an intelligence partner? So uh, what what we don't do is discuss what is and what wasn't classified. What I will tell you is in the context of that, that, uh, that discussion, what the president discussed with the foreign minister was wholly appropriate to that conversation and is consistent with the routine sharing of information between the president and and any leaders with whom he's engaged, and and the U.S. received from an intelligence partner. I, I'm not going to be the one to confirm the, the confirm uh, that that sort of information that could that could jeopardize it could jeopardize our security. Yeah, U.S. allies that do have these type of intelligence sharing relationships with the U.S. will stop providing that information. No, I'm not concerned at all. The, that, that conversation was wholly appropriate, and I think wholly appropriate what the expectations are of our intelligence partners. And. It's alleged by the New York Times, and again, we can't confirm this. This has not been confirmed. It's alleged by the New York Times. And those who have committed felonies in leaking to the New York Times, that it was the Israelis who had given this bit of information that Trump shared. However, the the word Israeli, we are told, was never said. The Jewish state, no, no sources or methods were revealed. And not one, but three individuals in the room confirmed that. No sources. Uh, Israel would be the source. They weren't revealed. So, I, I don't know where the New York Times comes off saying that they know. And if the New York Times is getting this information from the felonious leakers, then it's not Trump that's outing Israel. It's the New York Times. Again, back to what Tony Schaefer told us in the first hour. These folks who are leaking or committing felonies inside of the inside of the Trump administration, they are doing real damage to the United States and they don't care. All they all they care about is harming Trump. Uh, McMaster's continue to ask her, uh, McMaster, I should say, continue to add, answer questions. Why were you denying things that were not even reported? What the report said is that the president revealed classified information that had been shared by one of our allies in the Middle East. So the question is simply a yes or no question here. Did the president share classified information with the Russians in that meeting? And as I mentioned already, 
we don't say what's classified, what's not classified. What I will tell you again is that what the president shared was wholly appropriate. The story, the story combined what was leaked with other information and then, and, then, and then insinuated about sources and methods. So I wanted to make clear to everybody that the president in no way compromised any sources or methods in the course of this conversation. And even if he did, and I have to stress, if, even if he did, he was perfectly within his rights to do so. Now, it may not have been the wisest thing, but if he did, he is the ultimate determinant of what is classified and what is not. Now, those who were not within their rights to disclose classified information, the leakers. And thankfully, somebody in the press pool, I think it was Fox, asked, uh, excuse me, about the leakers. Haven't they done enough damage? When do we throw their worthless rear ends into jail? Uh, do you have any idea how this got out and what steps are you taking by virtue of discovering this, as you did, to uh, try to limit the potential for any more leaks of national security information? I, I think national security is put at risk by, by this leak and by leaks like this. And there are, you, have, you know, there are a number of instances where this has occurred. And, uh, and I think it's important to, to investigate these sort of things and to, and to make sure that, that we have trusted organizations across our government uh, that, that, that allows for the free sharing of information and collaboration. I mean, in terms of national security, what is critical is that you can, you can assemble the experts you need. You want a bigger group, right, for any of these complex problems because you need their expertise. You need the tools that they bring to bear from different agencies and departments. And so what we really have to do is make sure we have a very very high degree of confidence in all of our organizations and all of our systems and processes so we can do what we need to do for the president, which is give him our best advice uh, and give him options to deal with these very complex problems. Yeah, oh, I, I, I heard a lot of no duh information in there. Yeah, we all know what you're supposed to do. When do we zero in on the leakers? And you know what? It's not going to be enough for me. To, to see some guy perp walked. I want to know which administration they came in under. I want to know uh, what, how many accounts of violating federal law in releasing classified information to the press that they're charged with. Uh, look, this it is essential we find these people out. They they thought they think that their left wing extremism, and I'm assuming that they're a bunch of leftists because, and they're a bunch of Obama loyalists. They think their left-wing agenda that uh, supplanting America as the world's leader, uh, putting the communist Chinese in charge or uh, diminishing our military, they think everything that Obama stood for was all right and high and mighty. Okay, fine. I, I just, when you're found out if you are willing to commit felony after felony after felony in service to Obama, harming the country, I think the country ought to know who you are. If I mean, come on, you got to be a true believer. You got to be a true believer in the divinity of Obama, right? To go to such lengths. Uh, up next, everybody will get your reaction. CNN, of course, it was the leader of the basket of bias, wants to drive that wedge further between Republicans 
and and Donald Trump. And so they went out searching for Republicans. Can you comment? Can you comment? Can you comment? How much of a reprobate do you think Trump is? Are you ready to abandon Trump? Are you ready to abandon? Well, their reaction coming up next. It's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. This is poetic. Some guests had to show up at uh, a member of the basket of bias, NBC News, the Brian Williams Network. And the leader of the basket of bias, CNN, had to show up on their air and remind them how much they gave Obama a pass when he did the same crap that Trump is accused of doing. So here they are, jumping onto the airwaves again. Uh, the Brian Williams Network and the leader of the basket of bias, CNN, being schooled by guests, reminding them how much they gave Obama a pass on leaking national security information that ultimately was used to harm the United States. The Russians aren't trustworthy. The Russians have proven that when we've provided information in the past, they've used it against us. Back in the summer of 2016, the Obama administration provided some information to the Russians about some of the things happening on the ground. Guess what happened? The Russians then attacked some of those sites of our allies, our proxies that we were working with. (laughs) Just cause people to die. You know, when President Obama gave away information to the Russians. No problem. But see, CNN and NBC had their heads so far up Barack Obama's rear end, they could have given him a colonoscopy. It's okay when Barack Obama does this in service to harming the United States. That's cool. He's so cool. He's so suave. He, man, he, look, look at how he bashes America because America's had it too good for too long, man. Look at that. CNN loved that. NBC love that perspective is all I'm holding here two headlines from the Washington Post one of May 25th 2014 White House mistakenly identifies CIA chief in Afghanistan the Obama administration put the name of the CIA station chief on a press release exposed him endangered his life two words Valerie Plame remember Valerie Plame Valerie Plame was outed during the Bush administration by a guy named Richard Armitage. The special prosecutor that was assigned, there's that word again, special prosecutor to discover who outed Valerie Plame knew it was Richard Armitage. Knew and understood it was Richard Armitage. Armitage never saw a day in jail, by the way. Never. Scooter Libby did on a completely unrelated matter because he had misremembered something. Oh, you lied to a federal investigator. You're going to jail. 
and Scooter Libby spent two years in jail had nothing to do with the outing of Valerie Plain. Resident Obama, a few years later, does the same damn thing. No, no special prosecutor. Not Nobody batted an eyelash. CNN didn't bat an eyelash. Neither did the Washington Post, the New York Times, or NBC. Why? Because they're biased outlets, folks. They're not even news outlets. They're just plain biased. The second one, June 30th, 2016. U.S. offers to share Syria intelligence on terrorists with Russia, which is to say the Obama administration wanted to give their intelligence to the Russians. All I'm saying here is there's perspective we need to find out the facts and let's have perspective Y'all, the perspective is this you will never get a fair shake if you're a republican or a conservative in the majority of the basket of biased press so stop talking to them we've been getting emails how do we fight back how do we fight back against a dishonest press a partisan press it's easy don't watch them don't listen to them keep it to the blaze keep it to Conservative talk radio. Uh, we, we're still giving you the information. And we're giving you, and we're letting, and you know what? This is why we're superior to all of these folks. Is we're telling you, look, if you're a liberal and you're coming and you're hearing me uh, talk about these stories, I'm admitting to you I'm a conservative and I'm going to have a particular point of view. And if you don't share my point of view, you're going to go out and research it and find, and, and find out for yourself. But these folks in a basket of biased press, lie to you every single day when they come on and say, look how fair we are. Look at how unbiased we are. They're not. They're libs. They're Democrats. They're just lying to you every day, saying they're fair and nonpartisan. CNN talking about uh, the GOP's reaction to the Trump Russia story and all the other stories. But I will note, Wolf, over the course of the last hour or so, you've seen Republicans really point to what National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster said this afternoon, changing their tone a little bit, most notably Senator John McCain, who earlier this morning put out a scathing statement uh, about the disclosure of this information. Oh, I'll I'll bet he did. I'll bet John McCain did. (laughs) I uh, hate that Trump guy. (laughs) This is disturbing. My uh, my John McCain isn't as good as my Clinton. Information now saying that he trusted H.R. Uh, McMaster at his word. Senator James Inhofe, another Republican from Oklahoma, saying something similar. But I will note, there are a lot of Republicans who are raising serious concerns and one or two who think it's just overblown. Take a listen. Accuracy is important and understanding what happened is important. That would be fair. I think it's the right thing to do for the American people, fairness to the administration, but we need to learn more about it. We have very specific questions. We hope they'll be answered at some point today. Well, they claim they haven't. And I saw, uh, was it McMaster? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Mr. McMaster. I believe what he said is true. So I think it's something that's way blown out of proportion. Way blown out of proportion. I think so too. Uh, Because all of this is hearsay. None of this is proven. By the way, we have to send out a little congratulations here. Uh, This is from The Hill. Sheriff David Clark, yes, our Sheriff David Clark here on The Blaze. Uh, The uh, Sheriff of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, said today that he has accepted a job in the Department of Homeland Security. Clark told uh, conservative radio host Vicki McKenna during an interview on 1130 WISN that he will leave his post as sheriff to serve as a deputy secretary of Homeland Security. 
during the 2016 presidential race. Clark supported President Trump and has praised him since the inauguration. At the Conservative Political Action Conference in February, Clark spoke of his support of Trump's executive orders on immigration or as, uh, if you're going to be accurate about it, illegal immigration and immigration. Uh, so congratulations to David Clark. Uh, has a podcast here on the blaze. Not sure what the future of that is now. Now he's going to be up there doing some important work with DHS, but he has our congratulations nonetheless here on the Chris Alcedo show. Okay. Coming up next, you guys are hearing about this, this Comey memo an alleged Comey memo that was dictated to a New York times reporter. The New York times reporter said, Oh, I love it. It bashes Trump. Let me get it on the front page. And people are throwing out, the idea that this is obstruction of justice, obstruction of justice, because Donald Trump said, hey, man, come on, I just I fired the guy. Is there any way that we can spare this guy from the humiliation? Is there any way, you know, does he have to go through all of this? And, well, they're saying it's obstruction of justice. We'll go through it three ways from Sunday, coming up next on The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. I meant to get to this earlier, folks. Fox News Channel's panel was talking about Trump's self-inflicted wounds. I was just talking with Shimon in the break about this, about, about why I'm, uh, I'm concerned about Donald Trump. He, you know, the guy said, look, why can't I just go out there and do the job I was hired to do? What, what, is, all this, what is all this politicking going on? I thought the time was over for politics. And to a degree, he's right. There used to be a... I remember it. There used to be a cycle where you'd get in to politics and then you'd get to the business of governing the country and then you get back to politics before the election. But that's not the case anymore. It's all politics all the time. No matter where you turn, American people are fatigued by it. And Trump's like, man, I just, I was hired to do a job. Why do I got to keep on going back to the, every baseless accusation that's hurled my way, I've got to answer. And remember, Obama never had to do that. Obama, the, the press would, all the stuff that we conservatives were saying about Obama, the press never, or rarely I should say, pressed him on it. He never, he never got this kind of treatment. Uh, he, he was coddled and glad and glad-handed because, you know, the press is a bunch of Democrats. Yes, Carl Rove said something last night that was kind of funny. That just, just get used to it. The, the, dem, the, the press is full of Democrats and they're going to treat you unfairly. Get used to it. And I say, no, no, we shouldn't have to get used to it. We, and Trump is doing the right thing by calling them out when, they're, when he's not being treated fairly. Unless he sounds like he's whining. If he sounds like he's whining, yeah, I'm being treated unfairly. Well, you got to get a little more specific about that. We all know you've been treated unfairly. Get some specifics. You know, talk with your press shop. That's what they're there for. You know, give me, give me a line to deliver here. You know, uh, remember when Obama did this? 
The press couldn't be bothered to write a story about it. Here, I do the same thing, and the press is all over me like white on rice. And that's when you call them out and show the American people you're not going to back down, but you have, you've given it some thought. Not that, oh, I'm, I'm being treated unfairly, oh, woe is me. You're the president of the United States. Here's the FNC panel. These problems start with the president. It's the president's actions and the way he executes his decisions that add to these controversies and provide his enemies a chance to shoot at him. And right now is not a moment to, now is a moment to sort of say to everybody, we're in the foxhole together, to call, you know, to summon their best abilities, to, 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 to stiffen their spines and to lead them, not to cause them to sit there and say, I got to close my door and duck because I'm, I'm, my head is on the chopping block. How much of this do you think is just is Donald Trump. I mean, he, he is an outsider. He's a businessman. He has never been involved in politics before. And that definitely causes others who have been for a long time to bristle. Yes. And I think that's the genesis of all of this. He disrupts their way of doing things, their way of padding their pockets, their way of consolidating power. And he's a threat to it. Make no mistake. Martha McCallum and um, Colonel Rove talking there. All right, so now about this business of, of obstruction of justice. Now, this, this surrounds this memo that nobody's seen. The New York Times reporter said, read it to me over the phone and we'll go to print with it. That's an absurd journalistic standard, by the way. But it happened. So if true, what does CNN's Wolf Blitzer and Jeffrey Tubin think about it? Your reaction to this bombshell report and the White House de denial. It's not a bombshell report. It's a bombshell piece of propaganda. Nothing has been confirmed. It's just a, a, a piece of propaganda until something is verified. Three words. Obstruction of justice. I've got four words for you, Jeffrey Tubin. There is no proof. There is no proof. You don't even have the damn memo, Mr. Tubin, to be out there saying obstruction of justice. Trey Gowdy weighs in on the Democrats wanting to convict the president of the United States based on a memo that nobody's seen. Well, if you go back to, 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 to criminal procedure, which is my background, uh, there, there's a doctrine called the rule of completeness. Whenever part of a document is introduced, you gotta be able to look at the entire document. Your viewers and my fellow citizens deserve to see the entire context of whatever conversation may or may not have taken place. And quite frankly, uh, Director Comey deserves an opportunity to come tell us how he heard it, what he heard, how pervasive it was, and how much of the conversation that segment consumed. So uh, we have a story. There's a reason newspaper articles are not admissible in any courtroom in the United States. Uh, I'm not knocking the reporter. The reporter does good work. Um, but, but we're a long ways from a conviction, the fact that we simply have a headline in the New York Times. I'm knocking the reporter. I'll knock the reporter. The reporter is printed something based on hearsay. On hearsay, an allegation that could lead to obstruction of justice charges against the president of the United States and a reporter is putting it in the pages of the New York Times on hearsay. I don't think that's good reporting whatsoever. Carl Rove weighing in about the allegations, if true, and a big stress on if, if true, 
why uh, if Trump did ask Comey to drop the Flynn investigation, does it rise to the level of obstruction of justice? Look, look, I'm, I'm not a lawyer and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but I do have <laughs> friends who are top flight lawyers. And, and I talked to I, I, I got this this understanding from a very top flight, very top flight D.C. lawyer who said, look, you got to get this right. Obstruction of justice is if you take a deliberate act to uh, somehow destroy evidence or to uh, tell people to uh, lie to the to the authorities to somehow cover up evidence. Did that happen? Even if the in the allegation that is made by the phantom memo, the New York Times referenced, did that happen? Did the president of the United States say, uh, I'm going to I'm going to destroy evidence? No, James Comey did that. James Comey made a deal with Hillary Clinton and uh, Hillary Clinton's surrogates that they were to turn over their laptops and then James Comey would destroy their laptops. Remember that? (laughs) That's what many believe would be obstruction of justice by the former director of FBI. But the president, when he is the the head of the executive branch, does not uh, commit obstruction of justice if he says, uh, you know, it doesn't involve him directly. But he says, can you go light on Flynn? I've fired the guy. He's, you know, been So been you didn't have any problem the with the tarmac people. conversation between Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton? It, I do. If, if I do they might have said to each other, gee, can you see your way clear to maybe dropping yeah, this thing no, against Hillary? Yeah, but no, that's different. A, he's, he's a the former president. He is no longer the that. head of the executive branch. And B, his wife is is the subject to the investigation. If, 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 if Donald Trump had said, you know what, you're investigating my son or you're investigating my daughter, and please, would you let it go, then, then that would be different. Mm. But in this instance, he is simply saying, raising an issue. Uh, so that's... That's what real obstruction would look like. So there's, there are two standards put out by a couple of guys. Well, at least one of the guys I trust. Trey Gowdy is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Karl Rove went on to point a finger at Comey. Let's just, let's just say for argument's sake that Donald Trump said, hey, uh, I'm going to obstruct justice. Even though he even according to the New York Times piece, it doesn't appear that he rose to that level, even if it's true. But what what if James Comey sat down and said, man, President of the United States just asked me to drop this case. That's obstruction of justice. And James Comey didn't report it. If the president, as you say, you know, if it's true, Jim Comey, you know, should have called him on it right away, should have alerted the Department of, of Justice if he felt that he was sincerely being asked to table an investigation. But there is no information that he did that yet. And, and in fact, that would be illegal. It would be his obligation if he felt he was truly being asked to table this investigation. He would have had to let someone know, correct? Yes, and, and if he thought it was getting into the gray area, then the best thing for him and for the president is for him to say, Mr. President, better that you never ask me those kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Better that you never raise the issues in that way. Uh, so it, it, if it was in the gray area, he had an obligation to say something to the president, I think. If it was not in the gray area and it had crossed his line, then he had an obligation to uh, to say something inside the Justice Department to, to uh, raise it to his superiors in the chain of command. Yeah, not only the, the, his superiors, he could have gone to any member of uh, of uh, or any committee the relevant committee in congress 
and put up a formal complaint. So they had it. If he thought that it actually was Trump asking to drop a case that was legitimate. We told you earlier there was reporting that was out around this same time that said that the phone call between Ambassador Kislyak and Flynn didn't cross any lines, wasn't improper whatsoever. So if that's the case, then then what is ex- what exactly is Trump asking Comey to drop? Uh, finally, Fox News Channel got around to asking uh, Trey Gowdy if James Comey had a legal obligation to report this. And James Comey, I'm sorry, uh, Trey Gowdy has a different take than Karl Rove. I, I don't think so. I, I'm probably in a minority here. I, I, I don't think Director Comey reported President Obama the four different times he prejudged the outcome of an investigation. Remember that? That was during the Hillary Clinton email scandal. The president of the United States put his finger on the scales. Resident Obama said, she's not guilty. But you do about nothing. Let me be clear. He said that during an open investigation. Now, of course, he was James Comey's boss and Loretta Lynch's boss. And he weighed in on something he shouldn't have weighed in publicly. At least Trump was doing this on the side, behind the, behind the, the scenes. But here was Mr. Obama trying to taint the jury, the jury pool. And that didn't rise to the level of obstruction of justice, according to Comey. Um, and there were four different times. Uh, uh, Director Comey has not been afraid in the past to say no to presidents and attorney generals. Um, he did it when he was with the Department of Justice. I think if he felt like this was an effort to influence him, he knows exactly what to do. Yeah. Uh, but I won't know that until I have a chance to ask him. All right. Coming up as we wrap the show, there is a disturbing trend, folks. It's a sad and disturbing trend. Have you heard the term sologami or gammy? Uh, I'll explain what that is. The other side, the Chris Salcedo Show, here on The Blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, the Blaze Radio Network. You all wonder why I oppose libs so much, why, why the liberal ideology and their whole, the whole way these freaks are wired just sets me off. Do you know that sologamy is a thing? It's, 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 it's like polygamy, monogamy, sologamy. Uh, who, who's writing this? The Daily Wire is writing this. It's on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page if you want to read up on it. Sologamy, the saddest trend you've ever heard of. Apparently people are now marrying themselves. <laughs> and there's a picture of this woman who is holding a bouquet, dressed up in a wedding dress, marrying herself. Well, more specifically, sad, bitter feminists 
with a millennial-like flair for narcissism are marrying themselves after sticking it to the patriarchy by choosing to put their careers ahead of their personal lives. In the new sad trend called, I don't know if it's sologamy or sologamy, we'll go with sologamy. Sologamy, women are committing themselves to themselves with their own wedding ceremony. These women, such as self-styled sologamists, Erica Anderson, they throw on a white gown, invite their close friends and family, and marry themselves in a legally non-binding way. I would describe it as women saying yes to themselves, said Anderson, 37. According to WUSA9, it means that we are enough, even if we are not partnered with someone else. You're worth it, added the feminist. (laughs) You're worth yourself, according to these um, sologamists. Anderson tied the knot with herself in New York City. Of course it was New York City. (laughs) And advocates for the self-marriage lifestyle. Anderson said she grew tired of people asking why she was still single. So in front of family and friends, she married herself. I think the ceremony of marrying yourself might be an indicator as to why you are still single. (laughs) I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. And that what happens? And what does it look like if you want to step out on yourself? <laughs> uh, I don't know how to break this to you, self, but I'm seeing somebody else. <laughs> it's, seriously. And, and do, do, do you have to file from a, a divorce from yourself if you meet Mr. Right or Mrs. Right? Is, is, is that what has to happen? I'm just, just throwing out there. Uh, and then, then who gets the dog? Your left hand or your right hand? <laughs> all right uh remember everybody a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by government but rather how much power is reserved for we the people catch you tomorrow 888-900-3393 the chris salcedo show on the blaze radio network